Robert, Robert, where where have you been? You're, I've not seen you around recently. Is everything okay? Oh, what? And you you care? Of, Robert, of course I care about you. Uh, that the connection that we have, our shared experiences, uh, they mean so much to me. If I mean so much to you, when. Why do I keep seeing you with Edmund? Edmund? Oh, this isn't about him, is it? You you have to realize he's he's a he, he is but a fleeting moment. Our bond, what we do together. It means more to me than any passing fancy Edmund could give me. I just don't know if I can believe you. I mean, How many, Jim, how many swallows, how many tits? I've I've seen the error of my ways, Robert. I've seen the error of my ways. Edmund... Edmund couldn't even tell a tit from a swallow, truth be told. And he kept trying to call a swallow a martin. My name isn't Martin. You think I don't know that? Don't you know how insulting it was to see you sitting in the bird shed with him? He told me he saw a shoe bill the other day. What a fanciful lie. Shoe birds aren't even endemic to this part of the country, Robert. Oh, I could never stay mad at you. Come, we'll... I thought I saw a goldfinch the other day. Maybe we could find it again. Hello, and uh, welcome to Ambridge to Nowhere. A... Wow. Wow. It is. It is a podcast. <laughs> it's a podcast. That's my favourite so far. I'm oh boy, uh, on sure... the podcast, oh and I'm boy, Alex. This sure is a podcast, isn't it? <laughs> this really is. I heard this uh, is a I'll podcast. I'll do another one. <laughs> I'll do another intro. No, Why no, not? no! Don't, don't, don't! It's perfect. No, like, all right. It, we're in it now. This is happening. Is Thank you, thank you. Um, I am Alex. Oh yeah, shit. I'm sorry, I took your intro away from you. I am a um, I, I am a live streamed flower and produce show, being dictated by a <laughs> tyrannical uh, local uh, volunteer council member who doesn't want it to be live streams of people's gardens as they walk around. Some shit's going down. You call them hydrangeas? I do, I do call them hydrangeas. What would you call them? <laughs> oh man, um, that that reminds me of I don't I don't know the context for whatever your whatever thing is going on here. But do you do you know the oh. um, do you know the play London Road? It's uh, a it's a musical. Uh-huh. It was made into a film, and it's about. I mean, frankly, it's about a horrible murder on a street in peterborough or norwich or somewhere 
um but it's it's a verbatim musical and there's a really nice song near the end where they all talk about their gardens and how uh it's all blooming and there's this woman that's like i've got nearly 17 hanging baskets in this back garden and it's uh that was you it's really i know something. you were like kidding but you 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 hit the note oh yeah <laughs> That was that was like that was kind of musical theater is that, no joke. Yeah, I agree. I would never, I would never joke about musical theater. I know of um, what you speak. So, it was like the, you know, when you hear the title to something and you get that like swell of memory, but you can't put anything specific to it. Oh yeah, most of my <laughs> yeah, yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, um, so. As you can no doubt tell, this is a podcast about the archers. Um, <laughs> Just felt the need to reiterate which we... that. Yeah, I thought I thought I'd mentioned it's still a podcast, uh, and it's still sort of about the archers. Uh, the last few, the last couple of episodes have been a little bit different because the archers, let's face it, has been a bit <laughs> shit more than usual. Um, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I only interact with the archers on Twitter, mm-hmm, uh, and mm-hmm. according to the people tweeting using hashtag the archers, it's not been great. <laughs> uh, apart from all the ones that the archers' official account retweets, they seem to love it. But uh, you've assured me that people are talking to each other again. A little bit, a uh, little bit. So it's still mostly happening? monologues, but there's been a little bit of dialogue, which I assume is them like you know, they're like, we'll give you a little bit of dialogue if you stick around. <laughs> you know. They're please, bargaining. Please don't leave. We've reached, we still we've reached the bargaining fees. stage of the five stages of Archer's Grief. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope we don't yeah. get to acceptance and this is it. It's just monologues for the next 50 years. Yeah. So, before we really get into it, there are, I, I actually, I want to talk about plots. I know, wild. Before we actually get into it, Whoa. I have a special mention. Honorable mention. So, Hannah, if you're listening to this, thank you for broadcasting our podcast in the middle of London Parks. We thank you for your service. Oh no. <laughs> I knew you'd react like that. I didn't know this had happened. I've heard a lot about you, Hannah, and... Thank you for being one of our two listeners. <laughs> what happened? What, what what did Hannah do? What do you mean, what did Hannah do? Hannah went to a park and just started boomboxing Ambridge to nowhere. I'm just reading, I'm just reading what I was told to read by my sister. <laughs> is the second... I quoted it verbatim. Is the second of the two listeners your sister? <laughs> <laughs> well, my sister listens occasionally. Um, she doesn't... That's more than any of my doesn't... family members. Well, my my sister my sister hasn't committed herself to the schedule of listening to it, but she really likes it. Um, she'll she'll send me like a little message, or we'll talk on the phone. She was like, "I listened to your podcast again. I love Alex." Well, pretty sure she said she loves you. I'm taking your spot now. <laughs> <laughs> Number one sibling, watch out. By the way, how I count our listeners is people who genuinely, sincerely make sure they listen to every episode and and are clearly, like, actually not just laughing at us. I don't count people who just listen to this podcast because they miss us. Right, that's cheating. 
Um, okay. Well, Hannah, please continue to do that. Send us updates mm-hmm. on... I want to see 90s-style hip-hop boombox in the middle of London blasting my uh, Ambridge remix. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, Hannah, if you have a question for us... You know, I always have questions. If you have a question for us... Drop it by Maddie and she'll drop it by me. She's she's cool like that. <laughs> I'd love us to get another question. Beyond who is this for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which was always a question I was expecting to get, but maybe some unexpected questions would be nice. Yeah, okay. So uh, this ends our, our segment of community shout-out of the week. Um, <laughs> what's been happening over in... Uh, Borsetshire, is it Borsetshire? So I'll, uh, yeah, yeah, you got it. You got it. You're good. Don't worry. So I'll start with what we were. um, Yeah, what was I doing there um, at the beginning? We were, we were titillating. uh, Give you a little titillation. Is that a is that a bird pun? You can't prove anything at all. Your Honor, Your Honor, note that down. That was a bird pun. Your Honor, raise and so the record. The record shows that that was a bird pun. Um, yeah. So, do you remember what happened to Linda? I try. I'm going to give you. Come on, you get free guesses. She she was struggling with something. Mm-hmm. She was she was struggling. She wasn't in like a good place. Mhm. But I cannot for the life of me remember why. I know that at one point she was haunted by a ghost. <laughs> um and then there was a fire so presumably that got rid of the ghost because that was in the same place, right? She still has That was in Grey Gables was there was a ghost and then there was a kitchen fire. She has PTGD, post-traumatic ghost disorder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was the fire. Similar, so she blew up. Oh, she blew up. Yeah, I forgot who exactly was injured in the fire other than the yeah, worker who she, I felt bad for because he was a slave. She, f- she fucking blew up, guys. She fucking exploded. Did that get the ghost out of her, though? Who can say? Do... Uh, <laughs> Do explosion exorcise Go- ghosts? Explosions don't hurt ghosts. Does you, just go right through it? I'm getting on. I'm getting on. Ask Jeeves right now. Can an explosion get rid of a ghost? So anyway, anyway. So she was exploded. She 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 was constantly exploding. She she got exploded. Went to the hospital for ages, um, and is now recovering. Um, but is you know it, i i often full credit to the archers they are actually taking her time like with this recovery because a lot of shows she didn't make like, a miraculous oh, recovery God, they... in two weeks and she was back on the show <laughs> yeah she just had like a broken arm within three weeks or yeah. something so yeah. she went to hospital um, when when this was a long time ago right this was like back yeah in yeah um March? this was april I'm trying to remember. I think the explosion happened in like 
fucking February or January now, even. So my concern it's is so that she's ago. gone to a hospital in the middle of a global mm, pandemic. Right. No, I was already living in Bristol when the explosion happened, I think. Well, I'm still concerned that Linda's Shrug. got COVID. That's all I'm saying. She has not got COVID. But she was in she um, was in a hospital during the height of the well, I guess She wasn't she wasn't in the hospital during the height. Okay. She left the hospital okay. just before things started to get really bad, to be fair. Um but it's true, she would have been at major risk. Um and it is a big worry for her now, obviously. Like they have to Robert has to be really careful about social distancing. So that was what I was gonna talk about anyway. Um Linda is finally convincing robert to like leave the house and stuff Mm -hmm. um because he just is so paranoid about leaving her alone um right understandably because the last time he left her alone she blew up yeah (laughs) i mean i mean i didn't mean that to sound as Um... (laughs) blunt as it did but didn't you you know I didn't, but if the last time you left your wife alone, she exploded, you'd be concerned about leaving her alone again for a while. You tell me, okay. not just so... not just people, but if the last time you put no, something... No, you don't and, have to convince like, me, it's fine. ...walked I, away I, from I, it. I get your point. You know, it's... I don't think it would have helped if he was there, <laughs> to be fair. They I don't think he could have done anything to prevent it. The, he so like he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't have any force field powers <laughs> or anything like that. Not that not that they've mentioned within the boundaries of the story. <laughs> I I just feel like maybe together that you know if they'd exploded together it would have been. God, imagine if he had like someone of the archers. I did. I for ages I have wanted to do what superpower would everyone on the archers have? But let me finish my. That's another. That's a, a whole that. episode. I think. So, it's a whole episode. It's the opposite of the villain episode, it's the hero episode. <laughs> um, so, Robert went to Birdwatch so is this a, with Jim. So, is this a previous passion of his that he's had to give up because of uh, yeah, everything so, going on? Yeah, um, so, Robert and Jim have, I definitely have talked about this before, but they have kind of like a um, lo- love-to-hate-you relationship where they like they like talk about how much they find the other one like pretentious and annoying but they spend so much time together <laughs> right <laughs> including being the two main bird watchers but they'll be like oh i just saw a wren that's not a wren you fucking piece of shit wow <laughs> like, radio that's how four has really but, changed like, since i lost the, the old man version of that kind of that's how we would oh, do okay. it but <laughs> i'm you know, mostly young people listen to us, so I'm. You know, oh, like you're I'm, modernizing our, I'm, our vocabulary I'm to appeal. To... I'm okay. Hexturing this shit. <laughs> um, Umbridge hextra. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so remind me what Rob and Jim do when they're not looking at tits. So they're both retired, except Robert does help Linda run their B and B. Right. Um. And Jim is on the parish council, um, plays the piano, uh, is a roundabout cool dude, used to be, I think he used to be either a history professor or an English professor, something in the humanities. Okay, so he's... We've talked about how he's like 
reads things. Oh, in the original Greek, Greek. it's that Jim. He reads it in the original Greek. Jim of the original Greek, yes. Jim of the original Greeks. So, Robert gets there to birdwatch with Jim, Mm -hmm. finally getting back to it. He sees there's a new slut in the bird shed with Jim. (laughs) Fucking Edmund, who has apparently just moved to the parish like a month ago. Um, I don't know much about him yet. I don't know if they've talked about him more in stuff that I've missed because I haven't really yeah, been sure. doing my homework for this podcast, you know. Um, but <laughs> it was a Robert monologue and he was just was, chatting so much was, shit was about this dude. And I'm the thing about the, 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 the thing at the start that we did, so tame compared to the stuff that he was actually... Oh my God. <laughs> he was like... And the shoe bill thing, he was like, he told me I saw a shoe bill. I don't believe him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that doesn't sound. That doesn't. I don't know about the uh, the endemological. I don't. I, it might have been a shoe bill. Might have been like a horn bill. I don't remember. It was some some bird. I don't. know. He said some bird. I remember. He was like, hey, he didn't see that bird. He's a filthy liar. He's a lying whore. <laughs> It's just like him standing outside the bird shed, like looking in as, and he was like, and he just, he's a ranting conspiracy theorist, one topic to the next, and he has nothing to base it on. Brexit, COVID, immigration, and Jim's lapping it all up. Oh no, does, does Edmund believe in the hashtag COVID hoax? I don't know. They do. They weren't explicit about that. I was wondering. He was calling him a conspiracy theorist. He's an anti-masker. Like, is he actually like saying, is he actually saying conspiracy shit? Like he's like, or like five G caused COVID and stuff. <laughs> like they didn't say what he was saying. <laughs> it could have been like a real, the real bullshit conspiracy shit, or it could have been like Ambridge conspiracy right. shit, which like, is like oh, there's a hornbill um, that's moved into Ambridge. I, <laughs> I was gonna say something more like I heard that um, I heard that international cows are the reason for COVID. Or something. <laughs> it's like international export of cow cow meat, you know. It's the beef. I, I tried to look up Edmund the Archers to see if there was any information about this dude, um, and the first mm. thing that comes up is Edmund the Martyr, also known as Saint Edmund or Edmund of East Anglia. Who died in eight nine six AD? He was the king of East Anglia. Uh, God, so Edmund England. of the East Angles is apparently just moved to Ambridge. I'm so pleased for him. Um, with a name like the Martyr, you would have thought that he'd probably be dead, but I guess he's still kicking, and he's rampant with five G conspiracy theories. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Although it does say... Yeah, that was the main thing. Whilst that was happening... Go on. Um, Linda was... Went out in the garden to, like, work on her garden because there's some rumblings that they might do uh, live-streamed garden tours for the Flower and Produce show. That's a whole other kettle of drama that's going on at the minute that I will get to in a mm-hmm. bit. Uh, let's just say Emma and Fallon are disagreeing on some parish council stuff. Oh no! <laughs> I love parish council stuff. It's always so pa- good. Everyone gets the parish so council tense. drama. 
slash the, the fucking Jedi Council. It's there's so much interplay and in politics. Honestly, legit, I do mostly imagine them all sitting there like that conversation they have in uh, what is it, the movie? They I only remember the meme version where they actually say all the sensible shit, and Yoda's like, "Did not happen this." <laughs> obstinate you all were stupid even <laughs> yeah it's they're all sitting around and uh fallon is is in the chair being like yeah they're all wearing bathrobes, <laughs> bathrobes on, on and they're holding big colored sticks <laughs> yeah but they're like maples <laughs> they're all different colored maples <laughs> <laughs> like lances <laughs> oh my god, archers jousting. I want there to be a Ren Fair at Archers now. At Archers at Ambridge. That would be that's my honestly, I would take back every bad thing I'd ever said about the archers if they did. <laughs> so <that>. would I. <laughs> so Linda's out in the garden. She tries to get up at one point and her back just completely gives out. Um and then she's like lying on the ground for a while in pain and she has another emotional relapse um like why am i in pain all the time every time i get over one thing there's a new thing basically super relatable dialogue for me with my fucking health problems i got a new one last month oh got to catch them all Gotta catch them all. She was talking about um, being how sort of depersonalizing it is to be a body in pain. Mm-hmm. Full full credit. It's good. Writing. Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds like, like very very basic. Surprisingly but... good uh, coverage of. You're just really. I. You're really digging your heels in this this episode I... you're just really getting claws out you know what no claws holds out, barred i've had i've had my my dozenth rejection from the bbc to work for them so this is it this is it <laughs> oh is this what this is about <laughs> you being <laughs> it's not even to write for the archers it's just um, you know what if i can't if i can't work as a journalist researcher in the orkneys this is resentment that's the feeling you're having right now Wow. I guess I just haven't... uh, It's all becoming clear to me. I haven't experienced any good writing recently. I've not been watching a lot of stuff. (laughs) Mm, I get that. So, uh, I'm just bitter. I have been... (laughs) I have been basically only reading fanfic for the past two weeks. Like, all I've been doing. Just so unlike me. Because before this point, I would read, like, maybe, like... I wasn't a fan fiction person. I would read like one per year or something. <laughs> I've read like probably like forty. It's taking over. <laughs> it is. I I get addicted to shit. It's terrible. It's like don't eat, don't sleep, only fanfic. <laughs> I do now need to look up Any- Ao3, The Archers. I I thought about doing that a lot. I don't. I don't want to be disappointed or. Uh, do you want to guess how many surprised. how many works in the Archers Radio there are? Hmm. 
100. You vastly overestimate people like you that listen to the archers. I thought we did a whole thing. Now, hang on, hang on now. That's unfair. There's a lot on AO3. That was, how many is it? 10? It's 12. Okay. There is one uh, Dracula and Archers fanfic called Horror in the Lower Loxley Attic. See, you're very naive that that would surprise you. The crossovers I've seen, Alex, you wouldn't imagine the things I've seen. Sir and Elsa, Dr. Phil, Spongebob slash thick ones it was crack but it wasn't labeled as such so i feel like i was betrayed because i was hoping it was serious when linda snell added a few wooden stakes to the props for the ambridge ghost story event she could never (gasps) have realized how grateful one visitor would be for her foresight i think that (sighs) visitor is zoe van helsing (laughs) I know what I'm doing with my evening. <laughs> Honestly, I probably will. Like now that now that the tops come off, mm-hmm. now that I've busted the can open uh, on this, you're gonna read I all twelve. Spend the entire evening. Well, I wanna I wanna find at least one that I feel like is worthy for my bookmarks. So for those who don't know, Ao3, your bookmarks are like. A lot of people use it a lot of different ways, but to me, my bookmarks is where I put, like, my favourite writing that I want to remember. And it has about, like, 40 in it for me or something like that. Um, If I can find one Archer's fanfiction that I think is worthy of my bookmarks, that will have been an evening well spent, as far as I'm concerned. Holiday in Ambridge. Albus Dumbledore thought holidaying among muggles would be peaceful. Okay, I really hope that I really hope that isn't good because I don't want to have to put that in my bookmarks. There's another. I'm not surprised that that would be one of them. There's that oh, the, that's from 2007, by the way. Just in case you were worried that this person, uh, oh, it's only 243 words long. Would you like a dramatic reading? <laughs> I don't know. I. D- Hmm. Yeah, yeah. At least maybe give me the highlights. I don't know. Well, it's it's like three paragraphs long. I'm I'm gonna re- I'm gonna read it. I should you. probably post mine on there, shouldn't I? I should post my my coffee shop. Oh, absolutely. Um. So this is a dramatic reading of Holiday in Ambridge by White underscore Heart. Thank you for your service. That's such a fucking AO3. That's the most AO3. Yeah, go, go, go ahead. Point heart. Albus Dumbledore had always been a patient man, but that patience was already being sorely tried by this week's holiday at Ambridge Hall. Get away from it all. That was what he thought. <laughs> Stay among muggles, where no one knew who he was, and that awful Skeeter woman wouldn't think to look. Enjoy the peace and quiet of the country. 
But if it wasn't that awful Snell woman insisting that the bed had to be just there, even though it was in the most awful draught, it was the landlord of the bull glowering at him over the bar, or the landlady thrusting her insufficiently covered chest towards him, despite his fairly obvious lack of interest. And then there was the awful woman, who he never saw without a drink in one hand and a cigarette in the other, who seemed to want to talk to him about interior decoration for some unfathomable reason. Is that supposed to be Tracy? The final straw came when he was trying to take a quiet walk on Lakey Hill, and was unfortunate enough to slip on a cowpat. He was sure the woman with the small children coming in the opposite direction was sincerely sympathetic, but for some reason her loud exclamation of dismay set his nerves jangling. Reaching for his wand, he muttered an incantation and then disapparated back to Hogwarts, leaving Ruth Archer staring open-mouthed as the first of what proved to be a substantial rain of codfish fell on the village. The end. Is that it? <laughs> okay, White Heart. I don't know who you are. Age. Real name. Gender. But will you make me the happiest <laughs> individual in existence? You can't visually see it. This is a podcast, but I'm down. I'm on one knee right now. I'm in. I'm in Bristol. I won't give my address out because I'm because Eli listens to this and I don't want him knowing where I live. <laughs> but um, yeah, I wanted I wanted you to know that that. Whiteheart has another Archer's Harry Potter fanfic on here as well. Tell tell me tell me what it's about. Uh it's called A Different Kind of Shoot at Home Farm. Cool. I'm going to I'll look into that later. It's again it's only uh So it's only a couple of hundred words, can I, but yeah, that's. Can you look at the? Can you look at the tags on the previous story for me? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, Does it say crack? Uh, I, how do I? Hang on. Uh, I'm really glad you finally ripped this plaster off for me. <laughs> Thank, thanks, uh, Alex. The, the creator chose not to use archive warnings. Mm-hmm. Uh, fandoms, Harry Potter, the Archers. Characters, mm-hmm. Albus Dumbledore, Ruth Archer, Sid Perks, Linda Snell, Jolene Perks, and Lillian Bellamy. Oh, that was supposed to be Lillian. Interior design. I get it. Okay. Uh, published 2014. Uh, 10 kudos. 2014. What a year. Now going to be most famous in my head for this. <laughs> 2014. Whenever I think about what happened in 2014, I think about when White Hart published Holiday in Ambridge. Looking for specific fandom crossovers is the funnest thing to do on AO3. Just get as weird as possible. It really is the best. Harry Potter Ambridge actually makes too much sense to me, so that doesn't count. <laughs>
I, well, what's that's the that's the real shared universe. As much as our Scooby Doo thing is, you know, obviously correct and great. You know, Harry Potter, the Archers. Yeah, they probably. I mean, the whole county of Borsetshire mm-hmm. has been hidden from the Muggle world. It's it's all a conspiracy, and Edmund's the only one onto it. One one has a writer who's the equivalent of a bag of cats. Vaguely attempting to do good ideas. And the other one's written by J.K. Rowling. Barely hold together and one's the archers. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh dear. Um, Slam dunk. So, uh, Kobe. Lind- Linda was having a breakdown in the garden and then we wandered into the depths of AO3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you do. Um, that That's pretty much. It on that though she hid it from robert when he like came back though because she didn't want him to know that she'd had a fall okay because then he wasn't gonna give her any space it's like it is such a tricky balance like she's in so she's in more existential misery even than she is in pain even if it's caused by pain and yeah, it's not even just like a married thing, like when you're experiencing a lot of like consistent pain that you can't get away from, you just really do get sick of people crowding you. Mm. Um Yeah, it's it's rough. Rough rough business. So the parish council stuff, they're discussing what to do about the flower and project. Yeah, I was gonna say let's talk about this live streaming. They can't we want to. They can't do as it. Stay hip with our uh, our young audience. We want to talk about tech. We want to talk about streaming. We want to get. We want to get the parish council on Twitch. We want to get mm. that exclusive merch. We 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 want to <laughs> go live on Instagram stories. We 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 want. We want Linda to do the renegade on TikTok. She would. Um, So Emma was kind of putting forth what she wants. Fallon was like, I think we should do a live stream garden tour. Emma's not having it. Um, Because she's like, where's the shit for the kids? How could you possibly think that's going to be practical? fuck you and it's like mostly just because emma you know we've talked before about how i feel like they write emma this way because otherwise she would be too right and relatable because she's like a working a working mother who's struggling all the time so they've had to make her like completely impossible to have a conversation with otherwise she would just be too like the character's character. too good <laughs> make her so shitty to talk to <laughs> yeah so now everyone's treating her like a fucking tyrant and she is behaving like a tyrant because she's like no we'll do the we'll do the flower and project show my way that sounded like linda <laughs> this is a lot but i hate fallon so i'm on emma's side She's just so fucking Fallon. Ugh. I hate Fallon. She, she's the one who used to be a rock star and then married a, married a cop. Remember? Oh, like the class traitor. <laughs> she's also, yeah, she's also the one 
who who's bunting Jim Jim Stoll. I knew I remembered Jim from the bunting incident. That's the last time we talked about him <laughs> bird watching was about the bunting because he met yeah. someone at the bird shelter it's, and that's where it all went down. It's really funny how I haven't played Jim the Bunting Bandit yet on the podcast. So it was the first song I wrote. And yet it, it's <laughs> but that, there was never a good time. It's that unreleased B-side that will come in the uh, Ambridge to Nowhere yeah. LP. It's because they never brought the bunting up again. I mean, we bring it up every episode. <laughs> we try and bring it up as regularly as possible in the hopes that someone at the BBC will A, listen to this, B, fucking hire me, and C, bring up the bunting again. I'm starting a petition for them to bring up the bunting again. The benefits would be them bringing up the bunting again to more Jim Plotline. Listen to us, please. We know what we're talking about. I'm the only person in your corner, Radio 4. <laughs> yeah. Everyone notoriously hates the BBC and radio at the minute. So, uh, <laughs> you need us. I'm one of the only people willing to forgive you for the monologues. So, <laughs> maybe you should listen to what I have to say. Where's that confessional? Did you that, hear like, me last time? Jim monologue. God, if they did, like, a Harrison plotline where he's, like, treating the bunting like a cold case thing, or he's like. All the leads it's, are dried It's up. been 300 days but since I... the bunting incident. God, I My. just... That's, that scarecrow covered in small triangular pieces of scrap fabric haunts me to this day. I can't close my eyes without seeing that those outstretched arms and that straw hat. God. I hate my job. But I also fucking love it. I hate my job. If only I wasn't so damn good at it, the chief had let me go. <laughs> I was two damn days away from retirement before that bunting went to right. Yeah. All I spend my time doing now is sending teens to jail for holding small amount of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> but the real case, the real case that haunts me is that goddamn bunting. Boom, boom. Um, so the cop married the rock star and then she became she's so obnoxious she thinks she's right all the time and they were having the second part of this argument about this you know Emma and Fallon work together and Fallon was like, hey, um, I just gotta go on my laptop for a bit. Um, I'll leave you here. And then was leaving Emma to do all of the work. And Emma was just in there monologuing about how fucking annoying Fallon is. And Fallon was outside in her head monologuing about how stressed she is. And I was like, I fucking hate you, Fallon. You're not doing yourself any favors. Emma is in there monologuing about how overworked and annoyed at you she is, and you're out here monologuing about how difficult your life is. It's that. It's that BBC Two sides. Got to get that BBC Two sides in there. Fallon can't be pure evil. <sighs> to be fair, actually, the thing that one of the things she was monologuing about was that I think Harrison found a scratch card and he like gave it away or something i don't know i wasn't there for that plot i need to go back and try and figure out what was going on with that i want to figure out what the scratch card plot was i'll get back to you on okay. that um the other big thing 
that I messaged you guys about is um, uh, Adam got trampled by a wild Land Rover. Um, <laughs> tragic. Yes, that's the only no, context found, I had. <laughs> Brian found Adam in the middle of a field, like passed out from pain because a Land Rover ran over his foot or something. Was it his Land Rover? I don't know. Did he like leave the handbrake off and then go downhill of a Land Rover? It was from Brian's perspective. It was from Brian's perspective. He was like, shit, what the fuck has happened? Why is Adam on the floor? What the fuck happened to his foot? Doesn't he know that when you're being um, chased by a Land Rover, you should zigzag downhill because Land Rovers can't yeah, yeah, make yeah. quick turns? And then you should climb up a tree and take off all your clothes piece by piece and lay them in a trail. And then the Land Rover will sniff every single individual piece of your clothing. Um, and Land Rovers can't climb trees, apart from black Land Rovers, which can climb trees. So if it's a black Land Rover, you should zigzag it's my down. My episode of Bear Grylls. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one with the Land Rover? Um, this is my favorite breed of cow, as I've said before. Um, slightly bigger than a um, uh, Montpellier. Whatever it's called. A Montpellier. Isn't that a bike? <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> I'm so confused. How did Adam. So Adam um, got hit by a, a Land Rover, but we don't know how. He's just passed out in the field, and that's it. We might know how. It's just that I. It could be that I didn't pay attention. I mean, we you know don't me. know how. <laughs> in the boundaries of this conversation we're having now, he got targeted by a Land Rover. <laughs> It was a it was a wild three sixty no scope Land Rover. <laughs> they'll they'll they'll, Got they'll boys. they can really sneak up on you, you know, if you're not paying attention. Yeah. Um I read a um, I read a statistic that um said that you're never more than uh, fifteen feet away from a Land Rover. And if you think that you are, yeah. it there might be one directly beneath you. Yeah, so you say like most dangerous one of the most dangerous animals in the uk yeah um i remember that episode of steve backshaw's deadly 60 about the land rover <laughs> man we're really hitting all the cultural touches <laughs> touch like. from 15 years ago <laughs> <laughs> so adam's Adam, adam's a bit laid up um Alice, another character I've talked about hating before, has kind of taken over his role at the farm, organising everything. Of course, she is bad about it because she sucks in every conceivable way. So, um, <laughs> that was another really good set of... There was an Adam Rod monologue roast where he was like, everyone... They think fucking Alice can do my fucking job just because she hated her previous job doesn't mean she can do mine. Fucking daddy's little princess thinks she's good at everything. And I was going, ho, ho. Lay down that track, son. Um, wow. So other than... She has already fucked up. Of because course. she's misscheduled a bunch. And she was stressed. So, um... She found uh, she found Dad's whiskey and poured a little into a coffee, and I was like, "Classic, Alice." <sighs> I've talked before about how I I keep waiting for them to finally do the AA plotline with Alice, but it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> like seriously, it's been taking them so long. They've been talking about her being an alcoholic for like five years now. They're just accepting. I it mean, at this point. <laughs> I mean. That's realistic, though, to be fair. Yeah, all of your friends and loved ones just kind of ignore it. 
hope it'll go away on its yeah, own. Basically, that's Brit- that's very British. Um, I felt the need to grab Gary. Get Gary the skull for your dramatic monologue diss tracks that you're laying down. It's like Gary ASMR into the mic right now. It's, it's not doing for it for me, I've got to you... say. <laughs> yeah. I no, not really. For those of you who don't know, um, Gary is my husband. He also happens to be a plastic skeleton. Although I only have his skull right now because he's slowly falling apart. He got delivered to me by someone this week just the skull that's right like, i have some yeah they were like i have something for you and i was like oh, really and they're like it's gary <laughs> that's it's like delivering a horse head on ice it's just gary's head on a pillow uh basically he did use to sleep in my bed i mean he was your husband that's understandable um yeah. so other than diss tracks, what what has the dialogue been mm-hmm. you, you mentioned that there's been some actual like dialogue rather than just monologues yeah, there was a bit of dialogue between that I heard. Who was it between? Shit, I don't actually remember who was talking. <laughs> Give me one minute. Mm-hmm. Say say some bullshit while I. Oh yeah, that's my job on the show. Is just say some bullshit while Ray looks something up. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's been. I know I talked. I talked a big game earlier. <laughs> I feel bad now, but um, <laughs> the <laughs> just it, it, it's just um these these challenging times for recording and things like that are obviously pretty tough uh and i imagine that like i know that the archers get the cast get together to record and they genuinely set up rooms as they are Mm -hmm. uh imagined in the Mm -hmm. show Mm -hmm. and they they kind of you know if they're doing a kitchen recording scene they set up a room with a bunch of microphones and then they just kind of lay out a realistic looking kitchen um not fully set dress but there'll be like an area for the sink and chopping boards and stuff and then a kitchen mm-hmm, table mm-hmm. and they will move around the set and talk so obviously you can't do that at the minute mm-hmm. um but i i don't know whether like monologues was the solution i i mean i don't know why people, people couldn't have just talked on the done. phone be... like they yeah i mean it's just people wanting to not, have something to yell not about to call out the target demographic for the bbc radio 4 but um they enjoy being mad yeah well they they just don't like change right that that's that's going to be one of the big things like that's that's part of the appeal of they the archers not like is because i'm it's... not even going to give them credit for that <laughs> they don't not like change they they just want something to talk about. That's fair. Well, I mean, it... they love change because it gives them a reason to be like, "Ugh, change!" Because they have nothing. They they have nothing else to contribute. I mean, you say that slam dunk. We we do this podcast, so um... yeah, I ain't saying I'm excluded from it. <laughs> Without change, we we who wouldn't you, have anything. Who do you think's either? the main person I'm calling out for yeah, this right okay. now? <laughs> Okay. Um, we're getting a notice from uh, our uh, our producer uh, to the, wrap up. The box, right now, the box so, is uh, telling us to shut the fuck up. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, we're being played off the stage. Uh, we're, being, we're being played out right now. So uh, I'd like to I'd like to thank the academy for um giving me the uh voice that I have to say what I need to say about this small small fictional British village. I'd like to thank my mum. <laughs> for uh, playing that sm- stuff about that small fictional British village in the background of my life, uh, while I did did me colouring on the counter, 
Um, did you find out who the dialogue was by? Yeah, the one I was remembering was Emma and Fallon, actually. Okay, um, so they actually I, talked to each other. The thing I was going to say so. about it in terms of um, what's been going on is, if I had to guess, it didn't sound like they were in the same room. Yeah, so no, I can't. They didn't. I imagine that they're they're doing Zoom recordings or whatever, which is completely understandable. Um, then I say it didn't sound like they were in the same room, but my other theory was it was a socially distanced recording the main reason wasn't even the sound it was that's the thing is you can tell when two people aren't talking properly at each other you you can kind of tell when like actor wise people aren't having a conversation yeah i mean there's it's a different i especially can because i've seen a lot of bad actors in my day That felt like a been to a lot of plays. I regret. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. We all have. Um, we've all, we've all been I've, students. I've, I've, yeah, I've never so. not enjoyed a piece of media. Um, I love everything I've ever seen or consumed. Uh, I'm a positive person. Hey, I'm the ENTP <laughs> here. Don't be don't be <laughs> diplomatic. That's my job. Uh. So what what's happening? What what are we seeing happening in the next in the next month? More conversations, more monologues. So if I had to guess, they will do a, a slow build up to more conversations mm-hmm. because I think what they wanted to do was like you, they want to people to like not hate the monologues but also get the dialogue that they want so they're going to slowly build up to more and more yeah. dialogue maybe. Um I'm I'm looking forward to this food yeah. and produce show. I, w- I want updates on any more I am parish council drama. Curious. I'm very curious as to how things are going to shake out, for sure. If like Fallon and Emma will joust to the death, we can only. <laughs> that's going to be the actual. That's the show. See. They're going to joust, but they're yeah they're they're just holding. They're on. They're on horses. They've got lances, but on the end of the lance is a, a you know, decorative floral arrangement a and a courgette. <laughs> yeah, one of the one of the lances is uh, an oversized carrot that someone has grown. It's it's like two hundred and fifty kilos. Uh, I forgot my um, uh, my sugar mummy Steph. <laughs> I hope she likes that I called her that in the in the podcast. My sugar mummy Steph. Um hi Steph. I hope you listen to this. Um she she's been like catching up on this. Um and she has been sending me like excited messages and she was like, What would you enter into the flower and produce show? She was like, I'd enter a courgette. She's so cute. I... Steph, you're super cute. Okay, let's end this episode by saying what we would enter in the Flower and Produce show. Be as elaborate as you possibly can, please. Mm-hmm. If it was a vegetable or a fruit, I would... Oh, shit. Come on. I think I would, like, go for, like, a really rare breed of tomato, actually. Okay. One of those, one of those rare tomatoes I've heard so much about. One of those square yeah. tomatoes. Them OG, OG unique tomatoes. Uh huh. Um, I think I'd wolf have to. Wolf fruit. I'd do fucking wolf fruit. 
I don't even no know what that is. No one else would be doing wolf apples. I don't even know it's what like wolf fruit is. That sounds like wolf something apples. Eli made Look up. Them up. Um, and the, one of the main sustenance of the maimed wolf. Oh, I'm so sorry. Learn something today, people. Do some research. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to go with um, a giant radish. Because I feel like you <laughs> traditionally see relatively small radishes. Giant radish. I don't know that radish is this kind of vegetable what? that has a competitive I... large largeness scene. Um, are you googling world's heaviest radish? Um, uh, maybe. Because I reckon I could beat maybe. it. You're gonna tell me it's like four tons now, oh, and I'm God. gonna be okay, come on, come on, come quaking in my I'm looking at an radishless image. boots. Whoa! Okay, so unsurprisingly, oh, no. I assume is that unsurprisingly, a lot of the images seem to be from I think Japan. Um, Are they big into they uh, fucking huge radishes? Yeah, they're big into they're big into radishes though. Well, yeah, wasabi um, is is horse radish ish thing, right? That's a radish kind of uh so i'm going for i'm going for biggest radish the world's heaviest radish weighed 31 kilos that's a big radish this man looks so proud of his giant radish yeah i think they're looking at the same photo oh man i'm gonna do it i'm gonna i'm gonna have the biggest radish you're actually gonna go for this yep um so oh, it's that's from the uh Zhejiang province in China. Okay. Uh, I, well, I think it was from I reckon Japan that the well, soil in my garden is going to be better than that for growing the world's biggest radish and I'm going to take it to the Ambridge Food and Produce show, produce flower. Let me know if thing, I'm wrong. And uh you just wait until they live stream my giant after we, radish. Um, uh, after we do this, I'm going to double check my thing of remembering that radishes are big in Japan. I just feel like I remember it's like a one of their like vegetables that they love. What's the one that they... You no, know no, that I'm know. not the right I'm, person to ask about um, what other cultures are and do. There's a vegetable that they they always like cut by like they cut it in a circle that we eat a lot of but the way they eat it is different because they like basically like skin it repeatedly and they do it in thin thin slices that's gonna bother me it sounds great i honestly think honestly like japanese cooking is like i know we have to wrap up one final thing before we wrap up i love the way that the japanese cook like every time i watch one of their like cooking videos they just the way they cut everything it's just better than us final recommendation then is for you to check out if you don't already the guy that makes knives on youtube oh my god the guy the knife guy the knife guy that makes knives out of like milk um let's stop this no longer a podcast about the archers let's just talk about the knife guy about the knife guy on youtube um i love how everyone calls him the knife guy i can't remember his channel name Um, no one ever remembers his channel name they just call him the knife guy uh, so, in the meantime, go watch some some knife making and uh, ASMR Japanese food prep videos, uh, and let us know what giant vegetable you're bringing to the Flower and Produce show. 
uh, <laughs> and we'll have a a showdown uh, at some point ne- next time. Hell yeah! Uh, until then, thank you very much for listening. Uh, this has been Ambridge to Nowhere, and I continue relentlessly onwards as Alex. And as I suppose usual, if you can call it usual, I have been Ray. Um, don't forget to shut the gate on your way out, or those cows, well, they might just grow the biggest goddamn radish you've ever seen in your fucking life. Bye! Bye! Bye!